Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? We've got questions today. Well, you know what? That's great because I believe we have answers. I can't promise that, but that's part of the drama of this little podcast. Yeah, let's find out. Let's Let's, find out. Let's find out. Yeah. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. uh, We have some questions that span the north and the south of the European continent. We have a question from Ireland and we have a question from Spain. Mm. And I thought we would take those today as they were pretty decent questions. So fun, not fun fact, fun question, hopefully leading to fun fact. Ireland, yes, of course, it's part of Europe. But I always feel like, I mean, it's its own island, right? Yeah, the UK doesn't like to be considered part of Europe, as we found out. Right. Well, be careful there, buddy, because Ireland is not part of the UK. I know. know I know. But they are part of the European continent. Right. But isn't that like saying uh, Hawaii Hawaii is part of the North American continent? No, it's a Pacific Rim island. I'm not sure what. Pacific Rim? Yeah. Pacific Island? Yeah. We are not, I don't know if you can tell <laughs> listeners, but we are not experts in geography. You'll so. hear it. A podcast about geography. Ex- explaining. <laughs> two ge- idiots. Jazz-flaining. Two geography stuff. idiots. Well, no, but first traveled of all. traveled to all these places, have no idea where they are. And I misspoke. The Irish island. It is an island, right? Of Correct. course. Yeah. Part of the island is part of the UK. Did you know that? Yes. Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom as it's currently constructed shall we delve into the history the political history of ireland <laughs> no, no we shouldn't but i mean northern ireland is beautiful regular island republic of ireland is beautiful i i've had the pleasure of playing music and republican hey, ireland republic of, <laughs> isn't it called i don't know what the heck it, irish people i love irish people yeah. i really love ireland you know yeah. um, and i know both of us i believe have a little bit of irish heritage in our families as do a lot of folks in america as yeah. do a lot of folks yeah. but um it's just to say that i do always look at ireland and you know uk and and you know those islands, the British Isles, as a little bit separate from Europe, but but certainly part of Europe. Awesome. Their own thing. Peter Martin's UK <laughs> political corner, ladies and gentlemen. So, but the important thing is that we are taking questions. And just a reminder, please leave us your questions. Although, full disclosure, we've been a little overwhelmed with the sheer we've volume. We've got of a lot of them coming so in. So thanks, everybody. Yeah, we, we, we and these I, ha- I haven't even heard yet. So this is going to be an interesting reaction. Well, our first one is from Ireland. It's uh, Nail, Nile. Niall, I think. Let's see how Niall pronounces it in his... Uh... Okay. Hello, Adam and Peter. Niall from Ireland Niall. here. Niall. Um, I got a question about nonverbal communication when you're playing music people. Mm. So, for example, um, I've seen people do things before where they hold like three fingers up at the end of a tune, and that means like we're going to do a three-time ending. <laughs> and in Irish music which I play a bit of as well. There's a few things as well. Like you can kind of go, hope when you're going to change key at the end, or when you're coming to the end of a group of tunes, you're going to swap to the next one. So I'm just wondering if there's any other nonverbal communication you can think of. Love the show. See you. Bye-bye. Did not know that about Irish music. Thank you, Niall. I've seen Sorry that before for your with name. some Irish mu- music. I've Irish heard that, but I didn't that. realize, I didn't put it together that they're changing keys with that. Yeah, I didn't it's know that stuff. either. That's super cool. Um, well, I think the ones that are... Sp- I don't know if they're commonly known, and they might even be a little bit regional, but like there's this, which I first learned from Betty Carter, which yep. means, what does this mean to you? It means we're ending. Oh, interesting. Yeah, ending, but it also can mean layout. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but apparently these things are no, not No, see, I, I take that as like we're, we're heading, well, like coda. It looks like a coda. For sure, if you go up yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. 
but sometimes this I've gotten from several vocalists. Um, and then there's like this. a lot of vocalists telling you to lay out. Well, yeah, I'm like, hmm, is there a pattern there? Well, yeah, pitter patter. Um, but then there's this kind of like yeah, that, um, you, turn around. So we should for for our listeners. So the layout one, you made a fist. I made a fist, and, but it was lower. And then you said up higher means last time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take up higher means we're taking out. out like a yeah. coda. And then now you're doing sort of the the whirly bird, the swirling your finger, <laughs> the whirly bird. like a tornado. <laughs> A tornado, tornado. Tornado. You know, like you're, you have your, yeah. Peter has for like a lasso, a finger lasso. <laughs> our podcast is verbal, at it least is. the audio That's version. Right. Yeah. That's so right. yeah, Peter's it's like a making a finger lasso. YouTube, you're getting it right. <laughs> that means lasso. that means we're going around again. Yeah. Right. But it could also mean like turn around, like turn vamp around. on a turn around. Yeah. And then this one, I like this one, which is like pointing forwards, which is almost like. The Nam point, which is a little different. He, oh yeah, yeah, but it's different. That's like take it out, like like end take it, it out. Yeah, yeah, that's like so Coda. he's making the finger of like a crossing a bridge or something. Yeah, bridge over troubled water. That's a very you one. Simon. Yeah, the Nam point one. There's also I find there's a whole language with eyebrows in yeah. jazz. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really, you're gonna here do we that? go. It's a here we go. You here know what I mean? Go, like here we go, yo yo. Taking it, maybe like that means like we're we're switching sections or yeah. like here come the hits. Oh, you don't know what's remember, about to happen. You remember these hits that we rehearsed you right before the it. gig? <laughs> yeah, there's that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. And these are really almost more like I mean they're communications, not verbal. They're almost like signals. Yeah, specific signals, which is what he was talking about with the three fingers. Um, now, of course, Ahmad Jamal has had, and I'm sure he still has, a number of different specific to his trio. Or his group signals like numbering, but they're always well, mostly numbers one, two, three, four, which might go to specific sections and maybe even different keys and stuff. I'm not, I'm not, not even sure. I've seen him do them a bunch, but I've never. Yeah. I'm always so enthralled by his playing. I never paid attention to what they specifically do, but I know talking to some of his musicians, side men, side women, they talk about like what, what you know, how you have to kind of remember those, but they're specific to the arrangements. Um, I think getting into nonverbal communications that aren't specific hand signals. Um, that jazz musicians and like kind of improvised music in general does really well. And maybe this is some of the overlap with, you know, Irish music, some old timey music, things that are improvised kind of. Um, and that, well, like, so an example would be like Miles Davis just turning with his horn, you know, turning towards a certain, to the drummer or a certain musician on stage. He was very good at non-verbally communicating, like we're going to play something together that I don't know. It's like, even without knowing, and I doubt he ever specifically said what it was, it was more of a demonstration in the moment with the musicians. We could have Kenny Garrett talk about this because he would physically kind of come over, yeah. turn towards, and then if you came over, then it was like, it was an engagement opportunity for that, you know? Um, and then what about nonverbal communication? Talk about Miles Day. I, actually, now that I'm seeing Miles is a master. No, yeah, but when he come on and cut off Herbie's solo, that's right. pretty nonverbally well, no, there's, communicating. Just turning to someone as you're ending your solo is a nonverbal communication, like you're next. Like, yeah. so if you think about even at, at the piano, if you're ending your solo and you sort of lean towards the right. bass player, they know who's next. Or you lean towards the horn player, they know to take it. So if you it. lean towards the bass player, it's like, that's also a signal for the audience to start talking. Yeah, the bass yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then there are, you know, think of it, there's even musical nonverbal communication. Like well, if I, I was going to say, I think these are the If biggest. I were to do this, Peter, what would you do? Yeah, that's a musical signal, right? Or if I were to do like... Um, what would 
you think? What would you think would happen next after that? Solo break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, that was just an arbitrary rhythm, but like the repeated rhythm of it. Yeah. And sort of the spirit of it is a communication. And what about if I did this? What's next? Back down. Right. Yeah. And then what about this? Step up, maybe a little bit. Like vamp. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I mean for improvised jazz music. Uh, the musical cues are probably the most used and you know in terms of for actual communication yeah, and changing yeah. things extending things shortening sure. things more than the the like you sometimes i'll look i'll look at like a really locked in trio or quartet or yeah. or big band and like there's more musical cues normally totally going on than actual hand cues or eye cues you know who's really where you could really see this Every week is on Emmett's Monday thing because mm. Emmett is such a student of yeah. these kinds of things. Like you see this with his trio, and when they when he has guests as well, total nonverbal cues, tons of eyebrow raises and looks and smiles. But also Emmett has a ton of musical cues on all that, like you know, yeah. that kind of thing. They right. all hit together. All these rhythmic language cues, essentially. Yeah, and then there's some ones I'm thinking too are Emmett Cohen for those who don't know. Yeah, so there's ones that are really sort of posture based, almost like like sometimes you're playing and someone like there's something that's a little bit incongruent or a little bit um, there needs to be a little bit more attention to detail. Like the leader and the leader, especially like with a trio or a smaller group, can be anybody at different times. A lot of times the drummer yeah. kind of becomes like the de facto if they're really good. But like I, I'm thinking of Greg Hutchinson. He's so good at this. He'll be like swinging. And sometimes he'll just do a little thing with posture. And like that's a signal to be like, mm, let's make sure we really lock in the yeah. time or the form or right. something. So there can be that kind of arbiter of, of I'm almost thinking of it as like an arbiter of like a quality control thing. Right. Like, come on, it's like the manager's going around at the fast food restaurant, clean up that little station. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. And that's done by posture because you have to do it. Well, yeah, the side eye would be going kind of next level, yeah. you know, with that. Well, what about posture too or just body language? Like if I were to start something off like this. Yeah. Shoegazing? That's not really inviting you to play along no, with me. No. But if I were to start something like this. Right? Whatever. You're going to come in. I'm smiling at you. I'm, I'm kind of bouncing, bouncing in my seat, like, in like hey, let's dance. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that invites the rest of the band. All that kind of stuff. I mean, by the way, uh, Niall, none of this is talked about or anything. This no. is just, like, what kind of humans do, right? Yeah, and it's good. I, I think, too, because the music has been international for so long, like, it's a good thing. Um, like, you think about even... Like symphony orchestras are like this too. A lot of athletics are like this, where you've got people that don't always all speak the language. And you know, English we always think of as like the de facto kind of meeting point, you know, for music, this kind of music and whatever. But it's not always. So yeah. the verbal stuff, a lot of times, just even if somebody if English is not their first language, or you're not using the same terminology that you do in your region or city or whatever. These kinds of musical communications, verbal, I mean, nonverbal, um, posture, hand signal stuff can become very important because it's more universal. Yeah. You know, it's more inclusive. All right. We have another question. Good stuff. Oh, By the way, we're multi. Yeah, we're, we're brought to you today we're by Open Dopio. Studio. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com. We're going to do two questions today because we have a little time. Yeah. This is from Fernando. Hi, Peter and Adam. It's Fernando, a piano and trumpet player from Spain. I'm really, really happy to talk to you. You make me very, very happy always. My question is a little bit controversial. 
Ooh. Why are there so few women in jazz? For example, in one of my big bands, there are sometimes two, one, or even zero women. And that's a fact that I have almost never realized because for me, I only see musicians, no matter the gender. But it's actually a matter of fact. Mm. It's true that sometimes in jam sessions, when a woman clips up to the scenario, 50% of the time is as a singer, which could be kind of a little bit cliche. But when she's an instrumentalist, everybody respects her and chills, and there is no difference, actually. I have read that maybe in the next level of professionalism, women may face more difficulties or receive less confidence for making gigs or release records. I don't know. But also I have read that from a neurological point of view, at least in, in a macro-statistical sense, the adaptation of the human brain after millions of years has led to make males more prone to take risks and women more Wait, prone to have organizational skills. Okay, that's bullshit right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm no scientist, but that, well, let's keep going. Yeah. I mean, we just had to call that out a yeah, little yeah, bit, yeah. I think. I don't know if it has Psych something to do with jazz being a more chaotic or, or let's say more risky side of the music. I don't really know the answer, no. but I would be very happy. Send you my love from Spain. Thanks, Fernando. Yeah, so that last part is probably like that. That's where. Well, I think we have to be careful when. Yeah, I mean, it's fine to have different viewpoints, but when we say like it's been studied or whatever, like has has that you know, it's kind of like you know. Well, I, I heard a study that says if you drink a can of Coca Cola every morning and then fast the rest of the day, you'll get healthier. So just because you say it, it was like where is the study? Where do you show that? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that. Plus, we, it's just too many great, incredible female artists, women, specifically jazz musicians, women jazz. I mean, that we're let, let's talk about them that just refuse that. We don't need to study or whatever. But thank you, Fernando, for the question too. We don't want to be like, oh, just because we don't agree with you on part of this, let's talk about it. Let's have it. Let's have an open dialogue on this. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it even in our own. We should we should sort of call ourselves out here on on some stuff, Peter. Like, you know, when we made our list of the seven greatest pianist of the silent generation yeah you know we we purposely try to find women to put to like include in this right. in these things that we are already fans of and make sure that that's rep representation right. but there isn't a lot as much representation from right. especially those eras as you have now and i'm sure we'll have more in the future as sort of the the, the doors opening wider I, and I wider agree, but don't you think that like considering how much um oppression of women in 100%. music and stuff that there's it's amazing how many there were and really amazing how many there are now like how many obstacles 100 they've had to, no, to get over it's pretty amazing the answer to fernando's question is misogyny and the patriarchy that's yeah 100 why there might not be as many women in your big band as there are men yeah. because i'll tell you why since a little bit of a door has cracked open for women in jazz yeah they are barreling through and like crushing it yeah. in the last say 20, 30 years when just a little bit more opportunity, still not the same kind of expectations or opportunities that most men have who come into the music yeah. and they still face a ton of discrimination and pushback and doubt. Yeah. And I mean, anytime, honestly, just from my own experience here at open studio, 
anytime I've made a video about a great who is a woman, the comment section is a dumpster fire yeah. of misogyny and, you know, just a whole bunch well, of bullshit. I mean, that comes no, out no, of YouTube it's like, like the insecurity. It's so predictable so that yeah. it's disgusting. You know what yeah. I mean? So, the I mean, tribalism. even on this video, we're going to get comments about that kind of thing. That's going to be terrible. And we, this is a kind of a piddly, a piddly video that we'll make about on our, on our, on our channel for this, you know, with our, our limited resources to talk about it. But yeah. like, honestly, it is, it is amazing to see what's happening. And our daughters are, will have so many more, uh, amazing players to look up to yeah. than we had, uh, when we were female players to look up to than we were when we were kids for sure. Right. And so, I mean, yeah. And, and if you think to the pioneers, you talk about Lil Harden, you talk about, you know, Sarah Vaughn, Nina Simone, uh, Mary Lou Williams. I mean, all all the greats, the great lineage of that, they really did the amazing work, but most importantly, just provided amazing music and artistry um, just like the men. And so they've been part of the fabric of this of this music, even with the discrimination that's always been there. Yeah. But nowadays, with there being a little bit less, still so much work to do, and it feels like, no, it doesn't feel like jazz is behind most other areas in this in terms of inclusivity i think specifically to this issue i agree with women i think totally it continues to be a problem yeah um you know through the great work of folks like terry lynn carrington up at berkeley yeah um, amazing you know but mainly her great work at this that she's been doing for years yeah. as a writer as a producer as 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 a drummer so but also paving the way with her music but now also paving the way with her words, um, with the wonderful you know book that she just published of female composers of getting that music out there, um, not as like I mean just as as a service to all of us for great repertoire that that needs and wants to be heard and it's going to help us all. Uh, but then Alexis Tarantino, Anat Cohen, um, Camille Thurman. I mean, there's so many there's artists so that we need to just talk about and celebrate, and they are being celebrated and getting out there, which is great. Yeah. Um, that uh, that. That's just like, let's just put the spotlight on them. Well, I mean, you know it, but it's, it's even like at this point, it's, you can't list all of it because it's, there's no. too, like there's too many. Yeah. It's, it's become just incredible to watch it change so rapidly. And like any kind of, uh, you know, misogynistic viewpoint about if, if there's like, if it's possible is complete trash at this point. Like it's completely right. proven wrong. And I mean, look, the thing is just to put the spotlight and let the pioneers, you're talking about somebody like Esperanza Spalding, like because of like that, just her being able to have her music heard and for her to be seen, obviously the Grammy and this kind of notoriety, but just her amazing musicianship and creativity and leadership um, as an artist, like that opens the door for women to look at and be like, wow, I want to do that. I can do that. Like, so those kinds of things, we, we need to really continue that work because that's always how the thing starts to open. Not us up here saying we're going to be the gatekeepers for this or the record companies or any of the YouTube, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is going to happen the way it happens. Luckily, you know, like I said, it's it, our, my daughter is going to have a lot more women to look up to as players than I would have had when I was her age, and that's going to make for more and more players, more yeah. and more and more players. And, and and I mean, Fernando brings up the issue about vocalists and stuff, and like this is like what we don't want to do, I think, is to not celebrate vocalists I as know. well. I mean, you know, have, have women vocalists in jazz had an outsized, you know, um, 
been an outsized force since the history of this music? I think so. Not to say that there haven't been great male, but I mean, like, they have owned that space in a lot of ways, which is like a well, really cool But in a lot thing. of ways, the vocalists were the only ones encouraged. Exactly. The only women and encouraged to. So if that had been encouraged across the board, yeah. think about how, how much we all lost. Like, because that's the thing, I think, with diversity in general. And this is a really comfortable area for us to, to get into and talk about, right? Diversity, Listen, hey, equity, inclusion. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's always weird for two white guys to talk about any of this. But, you know, the white guys got to talk about this stuff amongst our Ourselves as well, yep. even or else nothing really <laughs> changes amongst us. You well, know what I'm saying? I was going to say that I think it's I, yeah, I, I think it's okay for us to be like let's be selfish about this. Like the whole thing of including and encouraging others to be involved, everybody involved in something yeah. makes this better for everybody, including us. It makes it more interesting when you don't have those voices that were shut down or never got a chance to blossom. Let all these flowers. This is not. Like it always goes with the whole growth mindset and like there's one pie and and, and it, it always comes from a place of fear when we say we're not going to include a type of person or a tribe of people or a race of people or a gender or ethnicity or whatever. That always comes from the mindset of like, I got to have mine, me and my people have to have mine. And when you start to realize and really think of like it being an expansive thing and there being plenty of space and that these wonderful voices, everybody's voices having the potential to be heard, that helps us all. And it's just as fun yeah. and more interesting because we get to be entertained and edified and, and exalted by these voices. Yeah. So Hire more um, women. Huh? Go hear more women play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not Cohen, you know, because, you know, she's a friend, friend of the pot, obviously, open studio, but because she's one of my favorite artists. Um, over the past 10 plus years and like, you know, with her recorded output and getting to hear her live, getting to play with her some and whatever, I couldn't imagine what my life would be like without that. So I'm so grateful that when she was coming up, that her voice wasn't stamped out, that her dream of, you know, the same connection like we all have, like when you hear this music, like, wow, I want to be part of that. Yeah. And then, to, you know, can you imagine being in a position where it's like, no, you can't be part of that, you know? Yeah. Um, so... We solved it. <laughs> we didn't solve it. No, thank you, Fernando, for the anything. question. And look, the other thing is, too, like, let's not come down on people for be like, I know a lot of people could listen to this question and be like, oh, that's misogynist, that's whatever. And you know what? Maybe it is. That's Yeah, there's no reason to page. shame the questioning of it. The questioning of it is, is the only way real change yeah, happens. Yeah, thank you for Even your honest, our conversation, honest about it. Yeah, you know? and our conversation probably misses the mark on several areas as well about this, too, because well, we can only do mine, it from our... Maybe yours. Our, our myopic perspective here, but just to keep like keeping it keep on the our dialogue open, keeping the, keeping it on your mind, whether that's any of these issues. That, Caleb looks nervous over there, though. Yeah. He does look a little nervous. That's okay. <laughs> We're all a little nervous <laughs> of talking about it, but no, but talking about it is important. Like, it is. I don't it's like the only this way to trend. normalize it. You know, I don't like a trend a little bit to be like these people can't talk about this. These people can't. You know, you're free to say that we're wrong and to flame us or whatever, but everybody can talk about this. Nobody has to talk about it. But but appreciate the question, Fernando. And then the other thing is we gotta understand like everybody comes from where they come from. You know, it, it's like that's some jive ass shit. Like and look, jazz musicians have invented some good terms like jive jive ass shit. To be to be like, well you shouldn't do that. You don't know anything about where anybody is like the world is not the same everywhere. Okay. <laughs> it's true. So like I, I like to at least come from a place of like hoping that people are gonna listen and want to come together on these different things. And you're not to see eye to eye on everything. But you do I mean look the product the 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 what do they say the the um proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Like with all these wonderful Camille Thurman. I mean I know she's kind of getting more known but I, I I mean I've always loved her her playing and like her spirit and I got a chance to play with her a little bit. Not that, that validates but when you're 
close to somebody and then you really get a chance to hear that. I played with her right before the pandemic and I could not believe it. Yeah. How how powerful she is. Yeah. On the instrument. So I mean, you know, these things I mean, are it's, are it's, so, it's a let's crime celebrate. that she's not more celebrated. Right, right. Yeah, yeah let's do that good work. So. Yeah. All right. Well, nailed it. You'll hear it. <laughs>